This is Cat's podcast, episode number 16. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show today. I'm Cat, your host. I'm super happy to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you know, we are talking all about freedom, empowerment, and reconnection in this podcast. And these times lately, the challenges that came up with COVID and all that's happening in the world, it's affecting all of us. It's affecting all of us. And I think we are all trying to get through these times the best we can. And that's why I'm here with my guest today. My guest is Kellen Brookman. And we're gonna talk about navigating change and uncertainty with the help of Ayurveda. Kellen is a certified Ayurvedic health practitioner, holistic lifestyle coach, yoga teacher and writer. She helps people achieve their health and wellness goals and align their career goals with their heart's passion and soul's mission. She's also a writer and Ayurvedic lifestyle expert for well-known brands. And she is here with us today to explore how these times of change and uncertainty we're in right now can impact our bodies, minds and emotions. A lot of things can overwhelm us or stress us more easily than usual at the moment and we might fall into so-called stress or tension patterns more often than usual and we might not even notice that. We might maybe feel something's off but we might not even see that we have a certain stress in our body or in our mind and when Kellen first told me about a couple of these patterns and how they manifest in the body a dozen light bulbs went on for me does jaw clenching sound familiar to anyone <laughs> if so make sure you stay tuned so we look at all of this from an Ayurvedic perspective and use this ancient health system to give you practical tips on how to navigate these times with more ease and energy and positivity. And this conversation is also part of a um, part two of a series of podcast episodes where we explore natural rhythms, you know, rhythms like the lunar cycle, daily energy cycles, the seasons and how tuning into these cycles can help us go through life and through challenging times with more flow and energy and health and joy. Or simply put, overall more in flow and naturally empowered. And before we dive in, I have one more special announcement to make. I'm proud and very happy to announce my second official sponsor. It's the Dutch Health Store. The Dutch Health Store is an online store for natural and organic skin and body care, as well as other health products. I came across them a few years ago and it's really my favorite place in Europe to get facial oils, essential oils and tonic herbs. And I've been partnering with them, writing articles for them for a while. And now they said yes to supporting this podcast and my mission as sponsor. All their brands and products are carefully selected by Vilma Böving, CEO and co-founder of the Dutch Health Store. And what I love most about the products is really that they are 
truly natural. Did you know that when you go to a drugstore or look for natural products at an organic supermarket, for example, there still can be so many non-natural or potentially harming ingredients in there, hidden in the products? I found this a pretty eye-opening experience when I first dove into natural skin and body care and at Dutch Health Store you can really be sure that you get an amazing quality and that all products are really all natural. And two of my current favorite products are the Everybody Loves the Sunshine Oil and the Geranium Essential Oil. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. and. You can go to dutchhealthstore.com to have a virtual stroll to have a look what they have in store. And also when there's something you like to buy, buy, make sure you use one of the links below or on my website. So that's the links in the show notes. And like this, you can get 5% of your first order. 5% of your first order through one of those links. And the code for this is simply Catherine. It's My full first name, it's K-A-T-H-R-I-N. And just so you know, these links here and on my website are affiliate links, which means that I get a little percentage of the purchase value, but for you the price is the same as you see it on the Dutch Health Store website. It simply means that by using it, you help me sustain myself and support this podcast, and I'm super thankful for that. So make sure you use the code Catherine or Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-I-N at checkout so you get 5% of your first order. And now let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome to my podcast, Kellen. I'm super happy to have you here today. Thank you, Kat. Happy to be here. Yes, you made it through various gas stations and now you're sitting in one of your friend's closets, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is correct. The, um, the route here, it was a little bumpy, literally, here in uh, the western suburbs of Detroit. Lots of potholes in, in the streets and um, realized my tank wasn't full enough to get me to where I had to go and uh, stopped at a gas station. And they, uh, if you use debit, you have to come inside. And so I didn't want to go inside and did what they call a Detroit left and uh, found another gas station. And uh, <laughs> I felt myself getting a little frustrated, but then I just thought, well, you know, settle into it because it's what's happening right now is we're all experiencing bumps on the road and reroutes and, um, you know, having to, um, you know, adjust to all these, these changes. So it was a good reminder for me. <laughs> mm. And a good reminder for what we're here today to talk about, I guess. <laughs> I have the feeling that at the moment, so many people are feeling scattered or overwhelmed and, It's a very intense time and it started a couple of months ago, but I have the feeling it's, it, well, it is definitely still continuing and it will be here. It will accompany us for a good while. And I guess that's why it's so important to, uh, to talk about the time we're in and the things that are happening and looking at it from various perspectives that can 
help us guide and navigate through these times. And this episode today is actually part of a series I just started. So it's part of the series where we look at natural cycles or natural rhythms and how tuning into them can help us live better, you know, with more energy and joy and health and overall more in flow, but also how tuning into these natural rhythms can help us go through challenging times with more ease and calm. And that's where we are. We're in a challenging time. And I've talked about it for the first time in episode number 13 with Shannon Hugman. And now you're here for the second um, edition of this little series. And Today, we're going to look at things from an Ayurvedic perspective. So we use the lens of Ayurveda to help us navigate the uncertainty and, well, the uncertainty of this time and the change and everything that's going on and hopefully show you guys out there how you can go through this time with a more positive um, focus and more empowered and also with a new understanding for what's mm. going on. Before we dive into the topic, let's build an understanding for Ayurveda and the doshas because this is crucial to understand the rest of the conversation. What do we need to know to um, to be able to look at the situation we're having right now from an Ayurvedic perspective? Sure. So Ayurveda the Sanskrit word, it's, it's a, Ayurveda is a holistic health system that is rooted in India, uh, over 5,000 years old. And the word is two words. Ayu means life and Veda means study of. So it's the study of life. And everything that you just mentioned in the intro there is where I feel like people are at as an individual and as the collective, we're all of a sudden, you know, by being paused from life pre pre COVID coronavirus to now it's this stopping and looking at, Hey, what's going on. Um, So by using the principles of Ayurveda, um, we can do that pause getting curious and curiosity um, comes because there's a desire to to pause and be aware of what's going on right and so what I feel like Ayurveda has to offer right now for people is a way to bring curiosity back to the equation because things are different And for me, like just with the gas station was I had to um, re-navigate, like you said. And um, in sailing, for instance, I know I'm kind of going all over the place right now, but I promise you I'll bring it back. But in sailing, there's the term dead reckoning. And if you're, it's like tacking. And right now with so much uncertainty on the global scale, the... um, the community scale within the homes, there's so much change every day. We're kind of dead reckoning, right? And so dead reckoning when you're sailing is 
you know, you want to go from A to B, but then all of a sudden you have to tack back and forth based on changes in the winds or um, ocean currents, um, you know, could be just, you know, changes in a storm coming up. And so right now, every day, it feels like dead reckoning, whether it's navigating for gas stations, going into the grocery store, navigating childcare while working at home, or, you know, how to integrate back into office situations. And I feel like once, I know once I realized that, hey, this is the way life's going to be right now, I was able to like surrender to what is. And then through that awareness and curiosity, be like, okay, how can I move through this? And in what tools, because you talked about, you know, how do we empower ourselves right now? And Ayurveda has these beautiful tools because it helps us understand life, right? The study of life. Um, What you mentioned about um, just being able to uh, understand it in terms of, you know, the the three doshas Mm -hmm. is, um, is important because, you know, we, we are made up of the same elements as the universe is made up the, the space, the air, the fire, the water, the earth elements. And in nature, we see those elements. They're always interacting with each other. We see the wind move the earth element of tree branches. Um, Right now in, in Tucson, um, there's the fires, the fire element burning the earth element. Um, let's see, when I was in California, there was the Montecito mudslide, and it was the water element moving the earth element. Um, there's all these ways the elements are always interacting with each other in the universe and then within ourselves too, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. Ayurveda takes the five elements and groups them into what we call the three doshas, the vata, the pitta, and the kapha. Mm. And, Can and you so, quickly, quickly um, say those five elements again, just oh, for everyone sure. to have an overview? Yes. So, it's- mm-hmm. so we start with the most subtle element. That's the space element. Mm-hmm. And... You know the 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 quality of space is it it's it allows for expansion, right? And um, it also allows for communication. Um, if you know if there's not enough space, like in one's um, relationships, sometimes we feel like we're suffocating, right? If there's too much, we start to feel um, a little mm-hmm. ang- anxious. <laughs> And I mean, right now, the space element, it is like front and center on the macrocosm with the coronavirus, right? Six feet. And so right now we're Mm. all in this element of navigating space. Um, Mm. Yeah. And it's the most subtle element um, as well. And right now I'm in a closet um, and it's maybe like, I don't know, 12 by 10, <laughs> but it, it feels, I know it feels really You're cozy. Adapting. <laughs> I'm adapting. I know my, the Vata in me because Vata types who are made up of air and space tend to either get um, claustrophobic if there's too little space or if there's too much space, 
they can get a little um, insecure. Um, ah. So this feels this feels super cozy. I feel like I'm in this little cave. Um, you know, after driving some of the, you know, it's just a half hour drive, but the Detroit expressways and I feel, I just feel like I'm bunkered down right now. It feels really good. Um, so if there's anyone asking now, why are you hiding in a closet? It's because it's just calmer or more quiet there than in your own house. And that's why you, for this interview, went to a friend's place, right? Right. For recording issues, I came here, but then it, It, the added bonus was it feels really cozy um, mm. to just, so with, with the elements, um, one of the, the, the most um, interesting space elements we've all gone through as humans is womb to childbirth. because we're in the womb, we're in this warm, cozy, nurturing space. And then within, you know, hours or more hours you know we're pushed through the space of the birth canal into outer space i mean for a baby a, a hospital or a home delivery when you enter into the other side that's we might as well be like going up into space ourselves i mean if you can imagine right um so that's why they swaddle babies when they come out or they bring them straight to the mother's um chest is for that comfort right It's, and that's what we all kind of need to do right now. We are all navigating mm. new spaces. And so what I encourage listeners to do when you feel spacey, right? Um, and there's anxiety, uncertainty, um, put a beanie on your head. Um, I've had clients before um, when I lived in Albuquerque and I said, sleep in your sleeping bag for a night. It, you're kind of swaddled. Um, on the flip side of that, because there's always different sides of the same coin of space, there's a lot of people that are stuck at home with their whole entire family. And mm -hmm. they're <laughs> like, I need, I need some space here. Right. And so being aware of that, when you start to feel claustrophobic and mm -hmm. maybe irritated. I'm, yeah. That's, outside. That's so, yeah. That's so nice that you're mentioning both sides of the coins because That's what we're talking about later on as well. You mm. know, how it manifests in different types of us. And I think that was a perfect example, you know, having this space element, but then seeing, okay, it could be um, on one hand, having the need for something more cozy and more tight in a way. And on the other hand, people could feel the urge to have more space and to just not be in that sleeping bag or in that very confined space or almost a box-like environment with lots of people. Well, lots of people, for example, your family. Yeah. So that, yeah, that space elements, the most subtle. And then you've got the second element is air. You know, the wind, um, in, in the body, it's the breath. Um, we've got the fire element, the sun, um, actual fire. Um, the water element is, you know, anything from creeks to rivers to, to lakes. Um, and the earth element is the trees, the rocks, the mountains, the grass. Um, those are all, those are all on the macro level. 
And then Ayurveda mm-hmm. looks at everything on the micro level as well, because that's what Ayurveda is. It's the study of life. And 5,000 years ago, the rishis, um, the first Ayurvedic um, physicians, you know, just studied what was going on in nature and how the elements acted and interacted and realized that those same actions and principles apply to the the human body, our physiology, physiology, and just, and, you know, all the vital functions in the body. So on the Mm -hmm. micro level, the micro level, the space element in the body is all the space of the intestinal tubing, the tape, the the space in the ear, um, the space in the skull, uh, the sinuses, the sinus cavities are a perfect example. And the mm-hmm. air is the breath. Um, the fire is our digestive fire. Water is uh, synovial fluid or tears, saliva. And the earth elements, our bones, our muscles, the fat, the hair, the teeth. Um, so those, those are the five elements in the body. And then... Um, Ayurveda will take those five elements and group them into those doshas, the vata, mm-hmm. the pitta, and the kapha. So the vata is the air and the space element. It's the most subtle of the three doshas. Mm-hmm. Pitta, pitta is fire and water, and water as an oily substance in the body. So it's would be the bile and the liver or the um, digestive juices in the stomach, um, the fire in your eyes. There's pitta that are, that's also in the eyes. And then the kapha dosha is the elements of water and earth. And so... Um, for kapha, it's the, you know, the muscles, um, it's the bones, it's the bones that um, encompass the rib cage, protecting the heart, the skull, protecting the brains. Um, and um, those elements, right, because the elements are always interacting with each other. So that means the doshas are also always interacting with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So taking um, the elements, now you were talking about the doshas. So the doshas are the the different manifestations we can have as humans, mm, okay. right? So right, okay. Um, there might be one person who who is a more of a pitta type and one person more of a kapha type, and this this refers to um, the body, the mind, and the spirit, right? Yes, it does. Um, so our Ayurvedic constitution is set at birth. You know, we are who we are. Um, everyone has all the five elements in their being, their physical being, and then the mental being. Yet everyone has different ratios of those, of those five elements. And the same thing with the three doshas, 
vata, pitta, or kapha, um, we all have vata, pitta, and kapha in the body because those doshas represent not just the physical matter that makes us, but the, um, the functioning as well. Those doshas all relate to form and function in the body. Could you give an example for like a typical vata type, a typical pitta, a typical kapha type of a person? Sure. Because you said, or oh, we know now, okay, everyone has everything inside of them, all, all doshas, all elements, but there's always a predominant dosha or a, a predominant type, right? So... Mm -hmm. So the vata type person, um, because vata, air and space is the most subtle of the elements and qualities of air and space is mobile, um, subtle, dry, and um, let's just go with those. Here. I don't want to overwhelm people. So a vata type person is going to have a more subtle body frame, taller, thin, um, they're going to have maybe longer limbs. Um, the mobile quality shows up. They tend to walk and talk faster. They might um, be a little fiddle-faddle when they get nervous, like, you know, tapping their toes or maybe rubbing their hands together when they get nervous. Um, the vata type, um, they have really quick um, intellect, They're very imaginative, a uh, little bit of a daydreamer, right? Because that's the space element. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're the, and you know, if we look at the, like a lot of people in my life, they're the musicians, they're the painters, mm. um, you know, dreaming and um, imagining things, the writers. Um, so that's, that's the Vada type in balance. Now, so artist type mention of out of balance, right? what's yeah. that? I said artist type of persons, right? Yes, yes. Intuitives, you know, the, 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 um, I just worked with a client last week. Um, you know, Vata is secondary, but um, she's in a perfect um, career for her. She, she does spiritual astrology. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so we are who we are. And when we realize like, wow, these are the gifts I came in as a Vata person. And, you know, society might say, well, get a real job, you know, and go to business school and do hmm. poetry or writing, writing as a hobby for a Vata person, you know, they would, that, that is their life. That is their career to be an artist, you know, mm -hmm. not all Vata types are, but you know, for that's just mm -hmm. naturally mm -hmm. the Vata types, very, very creative. Mm -hmm. And compared to that, how's the pitta? So the pitta type person with that fire and the water, oily type water element, a pitta person is going to have um, a little more muscle mass to them, right? Because they have a, a little more um, of the denser elements than a vata, air and space type would. So strong muscles, uh, they might have a little reddishness to their complexion. Uh, they could even have 
red hair, like that fire orange red red hair, a pizza type. Uh, their features are uh, tend to be like in the face, just more chiseled, uh, like maybe like a sharper angled nose. Uh, Dr. Lod, my primary teacher of Ayurveda, he said one time with the pizza types that he said, uh, now no disrespect, but uh, you know, God spends a little more time on the, on those pitta types with their, with their chiseled faces, you know, and this, the, the <laughs> jaws and the nose. And we all had a good laugh on that. Um, but they, so that's physically they, uh, because they have that fire element in them, they will tend to um, have uh, sweating a little more easier because there's that, that heat that they have inside. They have strong digestion, strong fire. They, have an iron stomach, they can eat anything. Um, and mentally, though, the, they have a very sharp intellect. They are very quick to have discernment for analyzing and for comprehension. Um, they, my pizza type clients are, they tend to be, uh, you know, professional organizers or um, athletes. Um, very successful um, corporate business type people. Mm -hmm. They're very, they're very courageous and brave right now. We're seeing pizza types. um, Those folks that are, um, you know, standing up for humanitarian rights and protests. Um, Those tend to be the more pizza types. Um, You know, the folks that are in animal rescue, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the pita going out there, you know, helping the animals. Those are, that's mm-hmm. a, those are classic pita types. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So determined, very structured, I guess, as well, and very high achieving, right? High achieving, very structured. Um, yeah. Like, you know, so which, then, yeah. Natural, which, like natural lovers of to-do lists and, <laughs> Very much. So like the Vata type person is just going to have a bunch of sticky notes all over the place and they're going to have, you know, um, their system might not seem like a system, but it makes sense to them. The Pitta person, all their notes are probably on their phone in one place. Their pantry is organized, the spices in alphabetical order. Um, Like they're very, they're very much about systems. It's the engineers of the world. Um, hmm. so mm-hmm. that's a, that's a nice term i like that notion engineers of the world <laughs> hmm. okay and then we have the kapha yeah. type third one. Oh, lovely kaphas hmm. um our kapha types water and earth elements and the kapha type person physically they because they have more of the water and the earth they're um Bone structure is going to be, um, you know, definitely larger than the vata, the pitta types. Their hair is thick, um, like nice oily sheen. Uh, their skin tends to be thicker as well, where the vata, being subtle, will have thinner skin. The pitta skin might have freckles, right, because of the sun, the heat, fire. Um, and the kapha is just smooth oily skin their voice of a kapha person it's like uh 
like Oprah Winfrey's like the quintessential, well, she's has pits in her, but her cough in it, her coffee shows up in just her beautiful um, complexion, her hair, her voice, smooth and steady, embracing. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee types walk slow, they talk slow. They're very thoughtful and mm-hmm. ha- some people might think they're cautious, but they're very reflective as how they move through life in general. They're emotionally their highs aren't too high, their lows aren't too low because they're being earth element. Earth is a steady, stable element compared to air, which is always moving. So these mm-hmm. kapha types, I strongly encourage vada and pitta types, make sure you have at least two kapha types in your life. They will um, help you ground. They'll help you calm, help you cool down. Um, mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Right. I mean, right now, just if we look at what's, you know, everything that's happening globally and all these different realms. And Ayurveda, I feel like it's such a beautiful way to have people just awaken to like who they are and um, like how they can best Hmm. create, you know, health and harmony in their life. But also how can we do that for our families, for our communities, for our worlds? Because you can see just by sharing these doshas where a vata type, how, dreaming, you know, how, can, how can we make this system, whether it's childcare or the healthcare system, better in our world right now? The pizza types, well, let me figure that out. I've got a plan. Here's the system and we'll, we'll draw this out and come up with a plan, right? Um, and the, the you know the kapha types um, like classic kapha types are nurses, um, philanthropists, um, you know just uh, just they're beautiful humanitarians. I mean, not that a vada person can't be or a pitta type, but I'm just I'm I'm going really general with this. Yeah, of um, course, but I think so, we need that yeah. just to get a create a general understanding and. Of course, we're exaggerating at certain points, but to just to get an image in into our heads, what we're talking about. And I think your Oprah Winfrey example was perfect. So I think we all have a, a basic understanding now of the three different types, the three different doshas, and we have a feel for which type we might predominantly be if we're more of a pita or more of a vata or more of a kapha type. And now, based on this new knowledge of the doshas, uh, we want to dive into stress and tension patterns because in the situation we're in right now, in this time of change and uncertainty and unknowingness and infused with a lot of fear, um, there might be more things triggering ourselves or stressing ourselves. And you were talking about um, specific stress and tension patterns that pop up for each of the types and 
I find that very helpful to create the awareness of where there might be stress in our bodies or in our mind and how we can overcome that. So if you can speak to that. Yes. Um, so what you just said with that, there's that fear right now, and that's that vata dosha. And just bringing it back for three sentences, how the macro and the micro interact with each other. So the micro, we're going to look at the three doshas, the vata, the pitta, and the kapha, and how stress and tension is showing up. But just for a moment, for the macro, so people can get like the bird's eye view, what's happening now is fear, that wind element of fear and anxiety is pushing, moving on to the pitta dosha. So just like wind will fan the flames of a campfire and ignite more fire. Um, that's happening on the macro level where we see that through the protests, you know, um, you know, folks are saying that, you know, this is, these are um, unjust systems right now. So there's also besides fear, there's a lot of anger happening here too. And it's, it's all really natural, just as it's as natural for wind on a forest fire is going to spread that forest fire right now. We're seeing that spreading of those, that the, the pitta um, element too. Okay. So diving into each of those three doshas right now. So people can get a better understanding um, of how stress and tension is showing up in their body and their, their minds. And then I'm going to offer tips, you know, tips that are going to be easy and effective um, so that they can um, move through all this in a state of um, greater um, ease and health. So for mm -hmm. that Vata, so for that, yeah, that Vata type, um, the air and the space element, um, you know, the, the tension pattern for a typical Vata person is worry and fear. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, the Vata types with space, if they might be feeling like they are claustrophobic being at home or that because so much has changed, they're feeling overwhelmed, you know, maybe even a little paranoid at all the uncertainty that's happening. Um, so one thing for folks to check is, you know, checking your posture throughout the day. And so for a Vata type, the posture is going to be more of like rounded shoulders um, because when we're fearful, we kind of tuck into a little shell, right? Um, a Vata type might also be experiencing shortness of breath and heart palpitations because Vata governs the movement of the body. It's respiration. Um, mentally in the mind, uh, Vata types are going to feel more like they have poor focus and concentration. Um, Vata types, natural multitaskers, but too much multitasking is creating a, um, a sense of not being able to finish anything, right? Um, oh, yeah, also Vata I think that's... <laughs> I'm jumping in here like this, but that sounds so familiar. And I know there are, I've talked to so many people who are experiencing exactly that, this lack of focus, the, having this scattered mind, having a thousand things on their minds, but not getting around to one thing 
or not getting around to one thing properly. And I feel that this time is just um, leveling that up, bringing the vata to a more intense state of vata, or how would you describe it? It does. You, you touched uh, exactly on an Ayurvedic principle of like increases like and opposites pacify. So it's a blessing and a curse for a Vata person to be at home because you feel cozy and safe in your home, you're sheltered, but then there's all these instant distractions, right? That you couldn't do at work. Like you, you know, you, you wouldn't, someone would, your coworkers would call you out if you just kept getting up every once in a while and started you know, fiddle faddling, you know, different parts of your office space. But at home, it's so easy to just, oh, I'm up. I might as well just, you know, organize the pantry shelves or something or, you know, do mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> like they get distracted with your phones. And so, yeah, a, a Vata person right now, you know, that multi multitasking and not finishing anything is definitely happening on those for, for the Vata types. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what would be your um, tips for Vata type? And um, the scenario you just described reminds me mm. of working in a home office and you're not getting around to doing your actual work because you're here and there doing this and that in your house. So I think if someone experience, is experiencing that on a... Um, on a high level, um, it's likely that they are vata type um, dealing with increased vata, right? Right. So vata, in order to be efficient, because space and air, air disperses into space, goes beyond and beyond and beyond. So vata types need structure to be efficient. Um, it's like energy efficient windows. It's air compressed into two plates of glass. That's what makes energy efficient windows efficient. So Vata types needs their structures. I would encourage them to set, you know, blocks of time where they are going to be doing their work um, and stick with that. Um, have the phone in a different room because it's too easy to, you know, reach for it if it's right next to you and the next thing you know you're just kind of swept away in the space of instagram or um, you know emails Um, so physically that's what one can do with their environment for their body um, grounding yoga poses actually physically getting on the ground there's some days where my practice my yoga practice is just lying on my mat on my back or my belly and doing poses Uh, like child's pose, reclining twists, uh, sphinx pose, uh, anything that where I feel like I'm just melting into the ground, I'm being supported by the ground. Um, It's an energetic thing. Um, Getting outside as well right now. Uh, The weather is warm. Doing it next to a tree on the lawn, just as long as you don't start pulling weeds and doing other things like that, you know, after you take your yoga break, but just anything grounding because it's the opposite of the air and the space element opposites pacify in Ayurveda. So for the mind with Vata, because Vata is always 
in their mind, thinking, overthinking, daydreaming, wondering, um, calming breathing practices. There's uh, a bee's breath uh, uh, that's actually, it's on my website too. If you, you can give the folks the link to that. Uh, yeah. it, it is instant calming for Vata types because the bee's breath pranayama releases positive endorphins, the serotonin, the melatonin, all of those calming, grounding endorphins that we all need, but Vata types especially um, right now because there is so much change. There's so much movement. There's so much uncertainty. Um, so that, and then I've also been giving myself and um, clients uh, like a mantra because you spoke earlier of, you know, what can we do to anchor and, you know, words and thoughts can direct us one way or another, right? And so we want to direct ourselves to a place of hope and certainty and positivity as we navigate through these changes. So a mantra for a Vata person would be, by returning to breath, inner peace grounds me in trust. Trust mm-hmm. being very grounding for all of us, right? Trust or faith. Um, so that those that's those are tips um, for the. So would it type. be would it be repeating this mantra that you just say? Would it be repeating or would it be? writing it down or what would you suggest Mm. both um i pick a mantra for the week it's like a a a place that both navigates me a mantra will navigate me through the week and then it will ground me when i feel like i am off in the weeds Mm -hmm. or i've been swept away yeah yeah can you repeat the mantra again so listeners can memorize it So for vata, by returning to breath, inner peace grounds me in trust. Nice. I like that one. And is there also something vata types could do on the food front? So could Mm. they eat um, anything in specific that helps them ground more or less instantly? Ravada types eating warm cooked foods, uh, foods that are actually grown underground. So carrots, beets, parsnips, um, very grounding for Vata types. Um, Keeping your meals regular. Don't let the vada get hungry because that creates that spaciness feeling. Um, Vata types, it's best to avoid or moderate with dry, crunchy, munchy, light type foods. It is summertime, so we're all eating a little lighter than the winter months. Um, But for vata in general, Again, this is always in general, work with an Ayurvedic 
you know, practitioner to, to get more specific because yeah. you know, everyone has different digestive needs, but in general, warm cooked grounding foods. Hmm. It's interesting that you're saying that because um, probably it's a clear sign that I'm a big uh, part vata, <laughs> but <laughs> in, in my podcast, in the solo show episode number 10, it is, Uh, I'm talking about five ways to calm down and to uh, create headspace, but also to anchor yourself and having a cooked, warming, grounding meal at least once a day was really part or still is part of my routine. But um, a couple months ago in New Zealand, when things were really crazy, I needed that. That was one of my pillars to ground myself. So I love that you are also referring to that. And also very interesting and I've, um, highly interesting that you point that out as well, because that's something or an experience I've made myself as well is not snacking or sticking to regular mealtimes. And I'm... I feel like I'm a natural snacker. I love to snack all the time, but I know that it does not help me to focus and it doesn't it does not help me to uh to create contentment whereas when I'm sticking to my meal times and eat enough to um be able to go through the next three, four, five hours, I'm much more in balance and feeling much better. So, um, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Mm, you're welcome. Yeah, you want that, those meals to actually be meals so that they not only sustain your body's hunger, but they sustain the focus of being able to do the task at hand for, you know, be focused for a few hours and then take that lunch break to eat lunch so yeah, it helps exactly. the body and the mind yeah yeah and I think it's it's such a good time now I think well I know in Germany where things are um, starting to open back up people are going back to the offices I'm sh I, I think it's it's still quite different in the U.S. but still I think it's a good time where people are still at home for a lot of the time to um to be able to feel into that to take the time to feel into that to see okay when am i getting hungry or what am i eating what helps me to um to survive basically on a meal for longer what helps me stay focused and just play around with a few things try new things and see what works for you and i think we're in a perfect time to do that at the moment It is a perfect time. It's a time of great uncertainty, and yet it's also a time of a great opportunity to pause and reflect and take care of the, you know, the microcosm, the oneself. And by doing so, like you said, um, we have all this time and space at home still in the States. And so to make those changes you know and ayurveda looks at you know daily self-care rituals but done over weeks months years you know it's it is lifelong benefits and so now's the time to start you know for folks that 
are still at home, it's a wonderful opportunity to invest in, in self-care rituals. Mm, I think so too. Let's move on to the next um, dosha, the pitta and the stress and tension patterns for pitta and the solutions Ayurveda can offer. Yeah, so, so, so for the pitta, it's the fire and the water element and those tension patterns tend to be um, feelings of being critical, impatient, um, just angry. Um, and we see that now. We see that in you know, the macrocosm with society right now, um, you know, righteous anger. Um, but yet still, it's, it's, it's that, that pitta dosha that um, that we're seeing, and for the individual, you know, a pitta type person in the body, and it's also just we're entering um, here in the states, you know, the pitta season, which is the summer season. So like increases like. There's more fire in the the nature, and there's gonna those pitta types are gonna get easily heated up body our mind uh, so in the the body like a pitta person uh, you know again awareness towards oneself when one starts to feel a little um, irked right a little um, uh, just a tiny bit of stress in ayurveda we call it the warning bells when you hear those warning bells a pitta person this is what you want to look for you want to look for any type of clenching in the jaw uh, any type of uh, like the fists clenching. I have some clients that that are pitta types that they they clench their fists. And if you think about oh, interesting you know, the fists, yeah. I know, right? But the fists are for fighting. Like I mean, we don't want to fight, but it's like that's that's that is the position of if someone's you know punching somebody, you draw your hands into a fist. So that's a common pitta tension pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so jaw or fist. Mm-hmm. That tense, mm-hmm. that tension will go there. Yeah. And um, is, is that something that clients, your clients tell you at the moment? Are they talking about that often or mentioning that? Or how do you, um, how you do, how do you detect that basically that there's more in that direction going on? If we're doing a zoom, there's some things I can s- I can see some tension patterns, like say with the jaw, but I'll, I'll ask that um, this day and age, you know, doing something over the phone or, or over zoom, like, you know, where do they notice that they store their, their tension in their, in their body. Um, it could be the, uh, for, you know, the back, you know, two can be an area um, that mid back or mid to low back for the pitta type where those digestive organs are. That's what I found in, with uh, pitta clients. They'll have some back tension as well. Um, so yeah, it's, that's a great question. Um, the other place, the pitta types, because the function of pitta in the body is transformation through the digestive system is there, you know, pitta types right now, they might be, having more 
acid indigestion, acid reflux. Um, be aware of, of, of that for the pitta types. Um, it could be um, eczema, psoriasis flare-ups right now can be happening with pitta because there's so much internal fire heat in the body that you know that the skin will get effective um and then in the mind for pitta types is irritation anger uh, getting bossy uh you know that 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 can um those are all signs of excess pitta in the mind <laughs> mm -hmm. do they yeah that's super interesting and i think it's very um People can really relate to that because I'm sure um, all of us have experienced one or the other thing. Um, but can you say that there's first the tension or the stress in the mind and then in the body? Or can it also mm. be the other way around? I'm curious about that. Yeah, it's a great question. Both. It, 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 can, it can be both because, you know, someone could have acid indigestion because you know a, a pitta type remember like attracts like too so we, a pitta types they tend to be the ones that love you know the spicy foods the the chili peppers and the hot sauce and um those cause more internal fire so it, it, you know the excess pitta could be due to you know what one is putting into the body, but then also the mind. So like the pitta types right now, I would advise them to, you know, be cautious how much they're mentally ingesting when it comes to the news, especially the news that causes those pitta reactions of, you know, wanting to debate something, you know, something that's going to trigger their anger, um, you know, moderate, those types of mental activities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so, interesting. That's a good tip. Yeah. And be, be, yeah, you go. Yeah. Cause there's, there, well, cause there is that mind body connection, you know, for sure. Like what you, excuse me, what you asked um, is there's always that play between the mind and, and the body. I mean, the simplest um, way I just thought of it right now is um, there's just that episode of Grey's Anatomy when they were nervous about a surgery, but they assumed the superhero pose, right? And so when the body <laughs> ch body changes into that superhero pose, you all of a sudden it's like there's confidence that comes into the mind, right? So thought creates biology, and so it's as important for folks to look at what they're ingesting into the mind as they are what they're ingesting into their bodies. Because when we talk about cycles, cat, like what we are talking about, there is that cycle between what we're putting into the mind affects the body. Likewise, what we're putting into the body is going to affect the mind. Yeah. Makes, makes total sense. And I love that you're pointing that out and that we all get more aware of that fact that everything's interconnected. Mm -hmm. So for pitta types, what, uh, what food would you suggest to, um, to be able to navigate these times 
are better and more in balance. Mm. Yeah, pitta types. I I feel you guys right now because it is your. It's the season of pitta. So, um, thankfully, Mother Nature. We talk about the macro and the micro, and how nature is always looking at a way to come back into like balance or harmony. So nature provides a bounty of pitta pacifying foods right now. And it's the fruits of watermelons, melons, like cantaloupe melons, cherries, the sweet cherries, plums, um, the, the greens, any greens are bitter and the bitter taste is cooling. So favoring those types of foods, um, staying hydrated, having some lime and coconut um, in, in the water right now. Both lime is cooling, coconut is cooling. Um, anything that's cooling is going to help pitta digestively and also mentally right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that so those types of foods, um, you know, especially at that pitta high noon of the day too, you know, in the, in the summertime, we want to favor, you know, everyone, you know, favor cooling foods in the summertime, but mostly pitta types. The other thing yeah. with pitta t- too is um, I feel like, you know, just a re- the relief tips besides foods, um, getting in water, swimming, you know, if you're near a water source, if not, just you know, taking a shower, a midday shower, a cool shower to cool the body, um, or even just soaking the feet, putting the feet in, um, you know, a tub of, of cool waters is going to lower the heat in the body. And that's so simple, right? It's one of the easiest mm-hmm. things. And we, in these modern times, we always forget the simple <laughs> things. I was just touching on that uh, with Mason Taylor from Superfeast also in um, episode number 14 of my podcast. And he's he's looking at things from the Taoist, the ancient um, Chinese um, perspective and you know, when you're cold or you tend um, to be cold or you're out in the wind and the water all day, just make sure you keep yourself warm or you're putting on a scarf when you go out into the wind or you're not um, walking with bare feet on cold tiles. And just these super simple things that our grandparents were well aware of, but that we forgot. And that example just reminded me of that. It's a beautiful example, and it's it's Ayurveda, you know, the Ayurveda, the Chinese medicine, um, you know, the home remedies that, you know, my grandmother and her mother had, you know, those are all rooted in those, those ancient holistic health systems, and it's beautiful to see a resurgence of them because there's so much empowerment and comfort in knowing how to really take care of oneself on a day-to-day basis with those simple, easy. But then just to remember too, just because something's easy doesn't mean, let me put in the positive, things that are easy are also effective. And that that is the magic (laughs) magic and the science of Ayurveda for sure, like what you said. 
Yeah, they're so yeah. easy. And they work. <laughs> they do. Um, they do. Yeah. And moving on to Kaffa. Mm. Um, what oh, let me what are patterns here and what are the solutions um, in these um, chaotic times at the moment? Mm. Kaffa, yes, our lovely Kaffa. Do you want me to give you the mantra for Pitta too, though, before? I, I did write a mantra for Pitta. Yeah, oh, sorry, that'd be lovely. Yes, please. Okay. All right. Um, for Pitta, because remember, our Pitta types, their strength is structure and coming up with solutions and being organized. And so when there's change and uncertainty, that's challenging for them because they want to be able to control something, right? To change something. Um, and sometimes it change requires a surrender and waiting. So for Pitta, this is your mantra. By allowing the situation to unfold, ease and new possibilities appear. That mm. key word is, is ease. Pitta types need to lighten up. Um, I'm equal Vata Pitta, and one of my mantras is from um, Ghostbusters. I love Bill Murray. <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's so, you know, his characters have, have been just prime examples, I think, of like Buddhism and just very, you know, Zen-like. But there's that line, you know, lighten, or this is stripes, not Ghostbusters, stripes, lighten up, Francis. And I'll, I'll say that to myself because Pitta will get intense about something. And so when I catch myself jaw clenched, feeling a little hot, trying to control something, I'll say, you know, lighten up, Francis, and just ease. So either mantra, use, use a Bill Murray one or <laughs> the other one, but... <laughs> Yeah, I love that. It, and it reminds me um, of something that I remind myself of and that I've posted about. It's that when you allow yourself to loosen that grip, you know, when you allow yourself to not to hold on too tightly, automatically or naturally there's space opening up and things mm. will ease up. And it's, it's almost magical what's happening in that moment. And that... For me, right now, I'm making the connection to the jaw clenching in the in the head or the fist clenching, and it's like, yeah, it's it's literally easing up and not gripping too tightly, and yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. that. I do too. Thank you for yeah that letting opening up that letting go. Hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> a collective moment of silence to let that sink in mm. silence mm. is powerful it is it's, it is yeah it's it's and, that space yeah and that's the perfect bridge to talk about kapha i guess the mm -hmm. which is probably the most balanced most quiet one maybe of all the doshas well you are the expert um talk about mm. kapha for sure kapha because 
of it's just inherent nature, a kapha type person having more of the earth and the water element is that more stable, smooth, easygoing nature. Um, they, like I said before, they don't, their highs aren't too high, their lows aren't too low. Um, however, kapha, when in an attention pattern, or when, you know, kapha gets out of balance, and, you know, this might be the type of scenario a kapha person's going through right now, when you are stressed, and you're at home, maybe, you know, too much of, you know, the, the eating of sweet foods, because sweet pacifies the kapha dosha, they have a natural affinity to the sweet taste, just as much as pitta types love the spicy foods and vata types like the salty crunchy foods so um, the kapha types attention pattern um, because they're so go with the flow sometimes they can avoid situations you know they're the natural peacemakers in relationships or business um, environments but sometimes it, that heavy earth quality can create stagnation where I call it like surf and turf where they couch surf during the day and sleep, you know, too long in their beds, you know, they'll sleep way past, you know, nine o'clock or something. Um, And so that stagnation can just cause, um, you know, lethargy in their body and in the mind, the mind can get a little, dull or depressed uh you know maybe they're watching too much you know netflix or you know hulu or whatever that is um does that make Mm -hmm. sense they get a little they get a little kind of so homebound what would be the the mental pattern tension pattern and what would be the physical the bodily pattern yeah so for kafa just you know, noticing if there's uh, just a sense of heaviness in the body, weight weight gain right now. You know, so kapha, kapha types, because they're not, they're not maybe naturally inclined to, um, you know, work out their stress by running, uh, you know, they'll tend to, uh, you know, perhaps gain, gain weight right now. So watching that. Um, in the mind, it's just going to be unmo- feeling unmotivated, right? Uh, it could be just feeling a little, a little de- depressed, dull mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, know of someone right now where just who's kapha secondary, but is eating, you know, like a half gallon of ice cream every three days, like one going through one half gallon of ice cream every three days and just watching a lot of TV. And, um, you know, that's very like kapha and, you know, he's, he's gaining weight as well. So that would be something that how stress could be manifesting in a kapha type right now. Yeah. Interesting because yeah. it's so different to the vata, which is like overstimulated and the vata mm-hmm. is basically 
could you say understimulated? Yeah, they just don't, you know, they need like the kapha types just, um, you know, need a little more of that, you know, make sure their air dosha or the air element is, you know, helping to balance mm -hmm. out all the, the earth and the water that they have in their, in so, their body and in their mind. So practical tips, what could they do? How could they structure the day? What could they eat? Um, how could they move to um, get out of uh, that lethargic state? Mm -hmm. So for kapha types, this, this is a great time because there's all this change that's happening. So get on the change train. train. Um, and getting outside right now, I would suggest for kapha types, uh, you know, get outside and walk before breakfast. You know, getting up and taking a brisk walk around the, the neighborhood, it's going to start movement and then coming back and having um, your your breakfast uh, it's a great time to start a new exercise routine um, you know kapha types have those body types that are very sturdy and stout and um, you know pick up bicycling that's that's you know, it'd be a good kapha activity. Uh, you know, jogging is great too. Um, just something new. That's what I would suggest for kapha types. Get outside, um, out of your old routines, and try something new. Um, mm -hmm. With, mm -hmm. Yeah. For the mind, more activating type breathing practices where the vata... And the you know wants a more grounding breathing practice. Pitta needs some cooling breathing practices. Kapha needs stimulating, and there's a pranayama bellows breath that um, yeah. there is a I have a, a PDF on my website on that. And bellows breath helps kapha in a couple ways. It brings the energy levels up, and it also supports the lungs and the main side of kapha is actually the lungs. And as we all know right now, you know, the coronavirus has um, is prone to affect the, the respiratory system upper and then the lower respiratory system. So I would suggest, you know, all kapha types, everyone in general, but especially kapha types, you know, be practicing daily breathing um, to keep, you know, the lungs clear and strong. And the sinuses mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So, so um, great. And food-wise, is there any specific <laughs> foods you can recommend? Yeah. For so for kaffas, uh, you know, favoring, you know, they're the ones that would be able to do the crunchy munchy more so than the uh the vata types you know mm -hmm. but uh salads are great for kapha types and um moderation for kapha you know would be the heavy dense sweets you know the, the ice creams the cookies the cakes the chocolates um, all of those tend to put weight on the body but then also 
they cause what we call excess kapha, that mucus in the lungs and the sinuses for kapha more so. Mm -hmm. What uh, about kapha dairy? types? Yeah. What about dairy? Would that increase mm. the mucus and the? It does, and I, Ayurveda has a remedy for everything. And you know, Ayurveda, we always look at favor and moderation or avoid. And that, that all depends too on, you know, what the season is and what one's, um, you know, uh, constitution is. But even then, like say for dairy, someone who's kapha type, you know, um, have it more midday, have your ice cream. I have to, you know, tell my kapha people, like it's not you, that you can't have ice cream, but have it midday instead of late at night. Um, so midday have, because your body is at the peak of digestion midday? Exactly, yes. And then what I do is I'll put a little cardamom on t like uh, the spice cardamom, the ground cardamom on ice cream. And so that gives a little of that fire element. It helps with the digestive um, quality of the heat on the ice cream, which is cool, heavy, and dense. So mm -hmm. there's always a remedy for something. And that goes back to two cat about um, empowering ourselves, right? And the wisdom of Ayurveda showing us, you know, how, you know, just even eating can be, you know, an adventure into um, empowering ourselves because we know, you know, what season is best to eat this or that, what time of the day, what can I pair this food with so that my body stays in that state of health, which is a strong digestion and healthy tissues and a calm, clear mind, a joyful spirit, positivity, hope, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And if people are hooked now, can they um, can they go to your website? Do they find um, offerings? Or I, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're just you just launched a new course on food and digestion. Um, can we link to that? Absolutely. My my website is kellenbrugman.com. and I am seeing clients now via Zoom or telephone. Um, and I do have weekly courses. There's a being at home yoga, which is all about being home in terms of obviously our physical space, but also of the home, but being at home with who we like and within our bodies, within our minds, what does that feel like when we're at home in a state of security, right? being at home and mm -hmm. then also on on fridays is um and mocktails and it's a guided breath meditation and then i'm sharing healthy recipes um, based on teas and tonics and fruits and vegetables and right now just summer season you know what types of um libations mocktails um, are hydrating and um, nourishing to the body and to the mind mm. 
And nice I'm even meditation calling... and mocktails, right? Meditation and mocktails. Yes. I love and that. Half, I love that. <laughs> and they're half hour classes. I, getting back to that space element, you know, um, I want to honor, you know, people's time. We, there's a lot of us right now that are working on Zoom now and we're staying in touch with family, you know, through Zoom or other platforms. And that can be an overwhelming space right now. That space can almost, you know, feel like, oh, I'm always on it. And so they're just half hour. But again, the beauty of, of Ayurveda, what I've learned and what I've seen you know, through my client's transformation is just little things done daily have profound, positive, cumulative effects. Yes. But I like, I like your idea though. Maybe just, maybe you were supposed to give me that prompt about, you know, food and um, you mentioned a class about food and digestion. So. Yeah. I thought you mentioned something like that. But it's we we for sure link to your website and then people can have a look around and get in touch with you. Um, just wrapping up kapha, there will be a mantra for kapha as well, right? Oh, for sure. Yes, our kapha people, they're they're already so smooth and steady. I'm I'm blessed. Everyone, you know, just needs a like I said, you know, one to two kapha types in, in in your body or in your body in your life um mm-hmm. so for so for kapha though the mantra would be by moving forward into change life becomes more exciting mm, that's beautiful too and i yeah. think honestly although we were just um talking type specific that could be the overall mantra for these times Mm. that that's what i'm feeling personally this Mm. this this fear or still this um people are hesitant towards the change because I guess, especially in our Western societies, maybe especially in the German mentality, a lot of things are made for eternity. You know, we build our houses for eternity, basically. And I think this is so ingrained in our upbringing and in how we tick. And now getting this new perspective that change is part of our life uh, is such a such an uplifting thought and inspiring and hope bringing thought. So I find that mantra perfect. Can, can you just repeat it so we can um, all soak it in one more time? <laughs> For sure. By moving forward into change, life becomes more exciting. Mm. Beautiful. And to me, it's almost like a perfect, um, perfect closure mantra almost of, of today's episode. <laughs> mm. It does feel that way. Like I appreciate you reflecting that back to me uh, because the intention was specifically for a kapha person, but I see exactly what, you know, 
was revealed to you in that and joy and excitement. Um, I think we'll get there as, as a collective, you know, right now, yes, there is so much like the grief, the anger, the fear, the anxiety. And yet there's what I feel it's, it's, this is a, it's an evolution it's it's an evolving it's a change that's evolving for more positivity and more um, just all the good things you know that people right now are are desiring on all those levels and joy and excitement is is an energy that also spreads right and mm -hmm. it's contagious it's because there's that saying joy is isn't it that that saying that joy is it's contagious and um you know i do see that um happening and you and as that happens opportunities like new opportunities are inviting us too right now and and arising so um yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And looking at the whole situation from that perspective, that could be one of the key pieces to break through this collective and individual fear and really turn that around and bring in that positive momentum. And as you just said, the joy and the happiness and the curiosity we were talking about in the beginning. Mm. I love that. It's really beautiful. And I do hope that the listeners, you guys out there listening, um, take some inspiration and some helpful tips out of this. And um, I hope, and I'm sure you do as well, Kellen, um, we really hope that you can incorporate them into your daily lives and navigate through these times in a smoother and more joyful and more positive way. Yes. And just would add to, you know, take baby steps, you know, just little things done every day, investing in one's self-care is so potent for creating that change that's going to vibrate or ripple out in, into one's family, one's community, beyond and, and beyond. Um, you know, it's that, it's the thing with, you know, the science has proven that, you know, the butterflies, right, in one part of the world can affect, what is that cat, the, um, Is it the airstreams or the, the waters in another part of the world? Uh, there's this interconnectedness right now that I feel is coming more to the forefront. And mm. um, so it's that Ayurvedic, the macro affects the micro and, and vice versa. So um, self-care right now, it has a profound effect on the big picture. Because often I think sometimes, you know, myself and other people are like, what can I do to change? I don't, you know, what can I do? But um, it, it is those little things that we do, starting with mm -hmm. ourselves. 
that mm. is is part of that this this evolution mm. and it's great that you're pointing that out seeing self-care as part of the bigger picture and not as something airy fairy woo woo that you might do just to feel good no it it can be a part of a or it can contribute to a better world and to a bigger change and i love that so thank you so much for your time today and for um, coming onto my show and yeah contributing this ayurvedic wisdom and hopefully helping all those people out there to navigate these times in a better way You're welcome, Kat. Thank you for having me on your show. A pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we really hope that you took some Ayurvedic wisdom, some Ayurvedic insights out of this episode that you can incorporate into your daily life now and that helps you go through these times with more ease and empowerment. If you have any comments, any feedback or any suggestions for upcoming episodes, please write me an email. You can find my email in the show notes or comment or send me a message on Instagram. And as always, I'm super happy if you shared this episode, share it with someone who might benefit from it, who might be a bit stressed or a bit out of their usual ease and flow. So share it with them. Thank you so much for that. And also, if you haven't yet and you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and a review because that helps us to inspire more people to listen to this show. Thank you so much. Stay healthy, everyone. And I'll hear you next time.